Having a scarcity mindset has been a lifelong challenge for me. Of course, growing up in poverty can create that kind of challenge, but in recent years, I've become much more aware that this mindset is really limiting my growth. I finally paid for a coach to help me get past this. Actually, I have spent thousands of dollars on personal coaching over the last year. Yes, thousands. If you know me personally, you might be in disbelief right now. But I've come full circle and I'm now realizing that investing in yourself is literally one of the most important things you can do. If you're like me and find your brain offering you unhelpful thoughts like, I can't afford that or that's too expensive or that's insane to spend that much money on a car or house or gym membership, you name it, everything was too expensive for me. Some of you might be feeling that way as well, or maybe you don't think that way, but somehow you feel like you never have enough money. I felt that way for years too, but to be honest, I'm still not completely past those thoughts. They are constantly coming back to haunt me. If any of this sounds like you, then I think you'll find this episode helpful. But wait, some of you might be thinking, I don't have any money issues. I don't feel like that's a problem. In fact, sometimes it's much easier to throw money at a problem. For example, if you don't want to sell chocolate bars for your kid's school fundraiser, you might give them 50 bucks to cover the 50 bars that would have been sold. I have to remind myself that an investment is not always financial. Sometimes the challenging part of investing is finding the time and energy. These are also precious resources that we want to use wisely. It's sometimes hard for me to make the mental shift into accepting the time spent and accepting that it's well worth it and it's a priority. Maybe that sounds familiar to you. Are you ready to shift your mindset and tap into the opportunities that are waiting for you right now? Let's go. Welcome to the Creating Clarity Podcast, where we talk all about clearing the fog, shifting our focus, and uncovering the opportunities that are hidden right in front of us. I'm your host, Dr. Liz Aguirre. Before I begin, I must emphasize that this work is separate from my professional medical work and does not represent medical advice or opinions of any specific organization. I gave a talk for the White Coat Investor Conference earlier this year. I titled my talk, Investing in Your Greatest Asset, Mind and Body Health for Busy Physicians. For those of you who are not familiar with the White Coat Investor, I'll tell you that it's a platform for doctors that is all about financial literacy, but I really appreciated that a wellness conference was developed to balance our financial investments and our personal investments. This is actually incredibly important because we literally can have billions of dollars and still be unhappy if you're not properly taking care of yourself. This season of the podcast, we're going to be focusing on the Me First movement, and I hope you'll join me because this is all about taking care of our essential needs and prioritizing them, recognizing that they must come first above everything else. I'm not talking about the extras. 
the extra like a full day at the spa or a weekend getaway, all that is great. But I'm talking about just making sure that we're taking care of essential needs. Believe it or not, many people are not doing this. I know I didn't for years and I truly believe that that's what led to my negative thoughts and feelings of burnout. So what do I consider essential needs? Honestly, it might be different for you, but I have a few and at a bare minimum, I feel that for my well-being, I need to have seven to eight hours of sleep per night. My daily needs, in other words, the things I must do every single day or most days of the week include time for sitting down to eat two meals a day. Quite honestly, I've recently refocused my energy here and we'll discuss this in later episodes, but this is critical to me. Other daily needs are time for exercise, meditation, Working on my mindset, yes, I spend time every single day working on my mindset. That might be reading a book, listening to podcasts, listening or joining a mastermind, something to help me grow and keep my mind in a positive state. I also need time to nurture my relationship with my husband or my kids because Even if it's just a few minutes of talking and catching up during meals, that goes such a long way. I also think that at least twice a month, I need time to reconnect with friends and to talk to my mom. Yes, to talk to my mom. Um, Actually, at the end of the day, I'm, I'm an extrovert. I find joy in talking to other people and connecting. So that's a need, not a want. If I don't do this, it negatively affects my mental well-being. If you're an introvert, this might not be you at all. You might be the opposite, where interacting with people puts stress on you. Again, these are different for everyone. I have a lot of needs to maintain my mental and physical health. All these things I listed, I define as needs, not wants. They're needs, because if I don't have these things, I feel the negative impact on my life. Once that negativity surfaces, it starts to grow. The longer we neglect the need, the worse the negative energy gets. And worst of all, it continues to grow. Then we might find ourselves resentful, angry, then passive aggressive, and finally downright ugly to the people around us. Then we feel bad about it. And some people even start to spiral out of control and start having thoughts like, my family is better off without me. By the way, if you are having a thought like that, let me tell you that is absolutely not true. You might also try to convince yourself that these thoughts are every once in a while are normal, but that's also not true. I can tell you that as burned out as I've been, as stressed as I've been, I have never had these thoughts. So if you're having a thought like this, please don't wait. Please talk to your doctor about it. It's really important. All that to say, the negativity really does grow and spiral. So our needs are our needs. We don't have to justify them. We don't have to explain to others why we need it. Just because it's not a need for someone else does not mean that it is not a need for you. So let me give you some examples. I grew up in a small town. There is absolutely nothing to do there. It's the kind of town where you have a Dairy Queen and a flashing light. 
well, actually now it officially has two stoplights. But anyway, it's not the most exciting to drive an hour and a half to two hours to get to my hometown and get there and there's really nothing to do. However, before I ever considered marriage, I talked to my now husband about my need to be able to go home. Even though I knew it would be boring for other people and it would not be exciting and there's nothing to do, seeing my mom at least every one to two months was extremely important to me. And it still is. I know life is short. I lost my dad when I was in medical school. He wasn't even that old. I don't know how much time I have left with my mom. And as she gets older, I'm more and more aware of this. I need that time with her. If not, I would live a life with regret that would haunt me. I also want relationships with my niece and nephews. I want my kids to know their cousins. This is important to me. If I didn't have this understanding with my husband and he supported this need, then there would be negative energy and this would grow and I would become resentful and get angry with them. These seemingly little needs are not little at all. They are huge to the person who has the need. I don't want to be beating myself up years from now because I didn't spend the time with my family. That's a need. So again, other people might not understand and that's okay. Everybody's different. Another example, (laughs) this is a good example, is actually sleep. All through college, I worked two full-time jobs and went to school full-time. Two full-time jobs and school full-time, yes, you can do the math, but it's possible. It's extremely hard, but it's possible. And many doctors right now are working the equivalent of two to three full-time jobs. And anyway, when I went through college and medical school and during my training, I managed to really get by with only four to five hours of sleep. My need then was only four to five hours. I could function. I felt good still. It was okay. Sometimes I'd actually even get three hours, but usually four to five hours was what I needed. If I did three hours, that's when I started hurting and I started not feeling so great. But four to five hours, that was pretty good. When I first met my husband, I could not understand how he would literally hit a wall and have to go to bed right now, right this second. He would shut down, his eyes would get this little redness at the bottom of his eyelids It literally looked like pink eyeliner, by the way. And when I saw that pink eyeliner, I knew he had to go to bed right now. I knew that he was about to shut down because he needed his eight to nine hours of sleep. And if he didn't get it, he felt terrible. I would get annoyed at first as I pushed through to wash a load of laundry or finish my work notes or check my patient list for the next day or whatever little things I tried to squeeze in. I got especially annoyed actually angry when I had my twins and we were both exhausted. Then people would make comments about how my husband looked tired and, oh, poor Derek. Uh, I and, and they would tell me I need to give him a break. That would really make me blow a gasket because I was exhausted during that time and I wasn't sleeping more than a couple of hours at a time. That's what it means to have newborn twins. You're up all the time. But the fact of the matter is he looked and felt a whole lot worse than I did because he was so used to getting his eight to nine hours of uninterrupted sleep. And 
I was actually still at that phase where I could deal with less sleep. Now I feel guilty for thinking that way because the comment really had nothing to do with me. Of course, I needed sleep too. The point was that Derek looked miserable. I didn't need to make it about me, but I was. So this episode, I am talking about prioritizing myself and saying me first, but that doesn't mean that everything is about me. In later episodes, we'll explore more about the relationship aspect. But regarding sleep, let's fast forward. And 12 years later, my husband, he is now okay with six to seven hours of sleep. Oftentimes, I have to put my eye mask on and he stays up reading. I, on the other hand, absolutely need seven to eight hours of sleep now. If I get six, I'm okay for a few days, but then my body starts letting me know it needs sleep. I can't think clearly. I get agitated. I start getting migraines. It's not good. I need more sleep now. I just do. My husband, he needs less sleep now. Of course, we both strive for eight hours, but I hope this helps you see that we all have different needs and our needs will change. I had a really interesting thought the other day. I was thinking about how hard I've worked the last couple of decades to become successful. I wanted an education. I wanted to be a doctor. I wanted to be able to financially take care of myself and never worry about being poor again. I worked hard to achieve all these things. And I wasn't really taking the time to be grateful for the things that I did have at that time. I think this is incredibly important because for a long time, I wasn't feeling completely fulfilled and I didn't know why. I had really accomplished about everything I set out to do, but I felt like something was missing. I wasn't completely happy. And this led to a very long and deep conversation with my husband where he asked me what I really wanted. And what I soon discovered, what he helped me realize is that I didn't know what would make me happy. What did I want? I had no clue. If I asked you right now, what would make you happy? Would you know? In other words, if you woke up tomorrow and had whatever comes to mind, would you really be happy? I want you to really think about that because sometimes we think, oh, if I just had more time. Well, then we have more time and we're still wanting something else. So we have to be very clear about what we want. Before I can help you shift your thinking into investing the time, money, and energy into yourself, we have to pause and figure out what we really need and what we really want. Now I'm realizing that all the things that I had 10 to 15 years ago are things I actually want now. So to be honest with you, it's hard. Oftentimes, I really can't fully appreciate things until they're gone. For example, health. That is one of the biggest things. I have struggled with this because as I get older, I start to have some aches and pains. I can't really do like extreme sports and exercises like I used to do. I have a new body and it's different and I'm working on it and I'm, I'm seeing the right resources to get my body back on track, 
But the, the fact of the matter is now I actually think back to the times when I was so active and had so much energy and I wish I had that back. And this is common for a lot of people. This is why smokers can't stop smoking, but they're finally able to stop when they find out they have cancer because they want to live. They want to enjoy life and they realize they have to stop that because the pain of dying is worse than pain of stopping smoking. Meat eaters who have stroke and heart attacks in their 40s and 50s, they realize that life isn't promised tomorrow. They go from eating their daily red meat and junk food to a strict vegetarian or even vegan diet. Why? Because of their desire, their need, their want to make them happy is their health, to be around their kids and grandkids. Now, I want to backtrack for just a second. I am not attacking meat eaters. Actually, I went vegan for a long time and I'm back to eating meat for now. I eat it at least a couple of times a month. So I am definitely not saying anything negative about that. So no, no hate messages. But all that to say, you know, we just know that red meat, um, eating a a more plant-based diet is better for our health. So um, with that said, I really want you to pause and think about what you really want. So many times we are working so hard to get there and we never get there because we don't know where there is. What is it that we want? Is it financial security? Is it time with family? Is it your health? If these are the needs in your life that contribute to your mental or physical well-being, then chances are that these are also the things that will bring you happiness. I want you to recognize that the happiness you so deeply desire may never arrive if we are not placing energy and focus into that area of life. You will keep wanting and keep longing for it. You'll keep saying, one day I'll have it. Yes, you will one day have it. This will happen when you decide to invest the energy in it, when you invest the time, when you invest the money. You must place the focus, your focus on the things you want to get them. Some people view certain things a luxury and not a necessity. That may or may not be true. Again, it's different for everyone. Never before did I feel like I needed time just for me. I felt like I I could just go, go, go. Now, I know it's not just a luxury. It's a need. When I don't have time for myself, I show up as a very different person and it's not pretty. A gym membership. Maybe that seems like a luxury to you. It could be, or it might be a need. If you know that you'll completely neglect exercise if you don't go to the gym, then it becomes a necessity. Think about it. Think about the downhill effect. Maybe if you don't exercise because you're not going to the gym that you don't want to pay for, then you eat badly, then your energy is low, then you stop doing the things you love, then you gain weight, then you don't want to see your friends because you're kind of embarrassed, then you get depressed because you don't have the social interaction. Do you see how that one decision affects so many things downstream? Or what about a monthly massage? Is that a luxury or is that a need? Previously, this was a complete luxury for me. Now I can say it's a need. 
at my age, where I am now, my muscles get tight. And when that happens, even when I'm stretching and even when I'm trying my best, I really start to have aches and pains. I feel muscles tighten up and that's when I start to get injured. And when I get injured, I have a lot of pain and then I can't think of anything else except the back pain I'm having and these tension headaches. So for me, a deep tissue massage every month, for me, that's a need to keep my body feeling good. Now, of course, I realize that's a financial luxury and not everybody can do that at this time. But I will tell you, there was a time when I couldn't do any of this and I couldn't pay for any of this. But when you put your time, energy, and focus there, you really can change your reality. What about time with my kids and my husband? This is one of the biggest things that I started to get resentful about when I was working a lot because the work was at the expense of my time with my family and it was making me very unhappy because I was working a lot of hours. So before my next podcast episode, I'd like for you to do something. I want you to think about what you really want and what you really need. Write these things down. Now, I want you to take one of those things, whichever one you think is the most important right now. Take that one thing, and I want you to think about all the negative consequences that will result if you don't have that in your life. You don't even have to write down these negative consequences. Just close your eyes, think about it, and imagine that you continue to neglect that part of your life and think about how your life will look 10 years from now if you continue down that path. Does it compromise your physical or mental or emotional health? Picture the worst case scenario. Visualize how would it be if you did not give the attention to this area. I know a lot of people struggle with relationships, especially when they first get married. I will tell you, my husband and I spent a lot of time focusing on our relationship, getting to understand each other and each other's needs. Had we not invested that energy, then the little things would have blown up and become something really bad that can destroy marriages. So think about it. Think about what it would look like. And even pause, pause the podcast right now. I want you to pause and just think about it and visualize it fully. Now, when you come back, I want you to think about how it made you feel. Did you have tears running down your face? I know I do when I think about something incredibly important to me and me not having that anymore. Now I want you to flip. Picture the best case scenario. I want you to think about how life could look for you in this particular area if you gave that the focus and attention it needed. Do you see yourself being more vibrant and energetic and smiling? Are you surrounded by the people in your life that are important to you? I know that sometimes it doesn't feel like you have a choice, but you always have a choice. Think about the two scenarios that you just visualized, the best case scenario and the worst case scenario. And I want you to choose one. Decide right now that you're going to start investing in whichever one of those seems the most appealing to you. And I can tell you it's a need. You need that, but you have to really sit and think about it. Your happiness, 
your well-being, it will come when you invest in the things that are important to you. And I'm here to tell you that you deserve happiness. You absolutely do. You deserve to live this life the way you want to live it. Now, right about now, I know a lot of people might be coming up with some limiting beliefs. Your mind might tell you it's not possible or tell you that you're the breadwinner. You can't possibly do that. I'm here to tell you anything is possible. So I'm going to end by sharing how I changed my reality and made it possible for me to start working less. I had all the things, guys. I had the big house, nice cars. We were taking vacations, all the things. Together, my husband and I decided that we would sell our big house. And we literally moved our family of five to a house that was less than half the size of the previous house. We decided that we would only take small local trips for the next few years. We're not going to take extravagant vacations. We also focused our energy on paying off our debt. We changed how we invested money. I have the life today because I did something scary and something that many people aren't willing to do. I'm telling you, I was really scared to make this change. I had to let go of all the material possessions. I got rid of three quarters of my belongings. And now, almost five years later, I'm in a much better place. I'm in a slightly bigger house. Okay, actually, it's a bigger house. It's very comfortable for us. We take one nice vacation per year. But it took me making some short-term sacrifices to get my priorities straight. It's not for the faint of heart either. Our egos will resist. But at the end of the day, I got crystal clear on what I wanted. And that is where I put my money, time, and energy. I hope you found today's episode helpful. I'd love if you could help me spread the message. I believe that the Me First movement is critical for our society. I think we need it. We must change our way of thinking. We deserve happiness. We deserve to prioritize our needs. If you're joining me on this journey, please spread the word. Pick at least one thing that you will commit to prioritizing. And if you have social media, make a public pledge. That tells everybody what you're going to commit to for yourself and tag me. And don't forget to use the hashtag me first, because we are going to change the culture of self-neglect together. I'll see you next week. Thanks for listening. Make sure you hit subscribe so that you won't miss the next episode. And if you like this episode, please share it with a friend and give me a five-star review so that I can reach more people. I'll see you next week. Disclaimer, the views and opinions shared here are for information and educational purposes only. They do not serve as a medical or professional advice. They do not represent any academic, medical, or professional institution or organization. If you found this helpful, don't forget to leave a five-star review. Thank you.